Boss Uncaged is a weekly podcast that releases the origin stories of business owners and entrepreneurs as they become uncaged trailblazers. In each episode, our hosts, S.A. Grant and guests construct narrative accounts of their collective business journeys and growth strategies. Learn key success habits and how to stay motivated through failure, all while developing a boss uncaged mindset. Break out of your cage and welcome our host, S.A. Grant. Welcome, welcome back to Boss Uncaged Podcast. This is another kind of off script, not to say it's random. All of these particular episodes are going to be about focused growth. So again, I'm deeming these episodes the Boss Uncaged Academy Motivated and Focused Growth Editions. And today we're going to talk about a topic that came up earlier this week on the episode that we released on Tuesday with um, Vinny, right? So Vinny, I've deemed him to be the accountable boss. And just through that conversation, you know, I asked him some questions later on in the show, he asked me some questions and what it really all boiled down to. I mean, on his strategy, essentially he's on the accountant side, hence why the play on the words with accountability. But then that episode, when I re-listened to it and listened to it again, I was like, that's a really solid episode to really talk about what is accountable and, and how do you even be accountable on your rise to success or your rise to your goal? Because in that journey, you have to be accountable. And so I'm going to dive into like, what's that philosophy a little bit deeper on this episode to kind of tell you kind of some tips on ways to be more accountable. So I like to start these episodes off with an etymology. So I did the research and I looked up accountable. So the etymology for that word defines from Answerable. And I was like, answerable? Okay. Literally liable to be called to account, right? And it stems from 1400 or the mid 1400 century. It's Anglo Anglo and French sub dialect of a word. So I'm just like, okay. So if accountable is, is definition from the etymology means answerable, then who are we answering to? So that's the question I'm going to pose to you. And in that episode that we did earlier this week, we talked about a couple of different things. You know, Vinny answers to the higher power. He answer, answers to God. Some people may answer to, to their spouse. Some people may answer to their family. Some people may answer to themselves. But at the end of no matter what your goals and achievements are, you're always going to answer to someone or something. So diving into like the 11 key tips to hold yourself accountable, no matter what you're being accountable to, we're all striving for greatness. We're all striving for success. We're all striving to overcome hurdles and to be bigger than what we are right now. Not bigger in the sense of in limelight, but more so bigger in the sense of achieving our accomplishments. So number one, right? Knowing your why, okay? You're probably wondering like, what, what the hell does knowing your why have to do with being accountable? Well, I'm gonna tell you this, right? Part of answering the question of why gives you the foresight, the insight, the ingenuity, the willpower to strive for something and hold yourself accountable to achieving that goal. Prime example, with this podcast, my goal is I want to leave behind a legacy of breadcrumbs for entrepreneurs and for my family members, whether it's through my voice or whether it's through the voice of the people that I'm interviewing and people would take these breadcrumbs and lead themselves to their goals, right? 
So I'm holding myself accountable, not only to my legacy, but I'm also holding myself accountable to leaving behind information for up and coming entrepreneurs or even middle-aged people that are willing, willing and wanting to convert from corporate America to becoming entrepreneurs. That's where my accountability lies. So the first and foremost thing is knowing your why, right? Second to that, right? Number two, creating a personal mission statement. So it's one thing to, you know, I kind of just giving you my why. My why is part of my mission statement, right? I'm I'm on this journey to deliver content, to deliver step-by-step how-tos, to deliver inspiration, to deliver motivation to entrepreneurs and to my family members, to give them the breadcrumbs, to move them forward to their future successes, right? So that's one thing that I can state that. But another thing is when you have that mission statement, you have to write that mission statement down, right? You have to write it down because it's, it's part of a duality, right? It's one thing to state it. It's one thing to visually see it. But it's a whole nother thing to write it down with pen and paper or pencil and paper. As you're writing it down, it taps into another side of your brain, right? And it commits to your memory. It commits to your accountability even that deeper when you decide to sit down on a daily day basis and write down your personal mission statement, right? Number three, well... All of these things that I like to do and I like to teach you guys about is like how to stack these things up, right? So we're talking about your why being the foundation. On top of your why is writing your mission statement, right? Third to that would be setting micro goals, not grandiose goals, not that I want to be a billionaire in 20 years and I want to fly in space in five. Like that's goals that you could definitely achieve, but those are bigger than micro goals, Micro goals are essentially thinking about what am I going to achieve today that's a segmentation of my bigger goal for tomorrow, right? What am I going to do with this one hour of free time that I have to excel or advance myself closer to my bigger goal? So establishing micro goals, right? So if, for example, I'm creating a Boston Cage Academy, part of my micro goals is that every single day I need to do at least one hour worth of work towards that, whether that's dealing with copy, whether that's dealing with course outlines, whether that's dealing with creating video, whether that's dealing with my my VA and my PAs, whether that's setting up times for me to meet my founding members and have conversations with them about what goals and aspirations that they have and what are they trying to achieve from that particular membership. Those are all micro goals towards the bigger goal. So that's that's number three on the list. You want to establish and make sure that you are outlining your big goals that are being stacked up by the micro goals. The micro goals should add up to your bigger goals. Number four, do tasks one at a time. Now, I know people that, that have known me in my personal life are probably standing there with the pitchforks and, and the daggers, and they're probably throwing darts in my eyes because I've been known to work on 25 damn things at the same damn time, right? Keep in mind that I've changed that. Right. Before I had my stroke, that was my thing. I I could do everything all at the same damn time and and I could do them all well. Then I had a damn stroke for obvious reason. Post stroke, I kind of figured out how to streamline things, how to put all my eggs, not in one basket, but in multiple baskets in an assembly line. So I'm literally just walking down the line, putting those in one egg at a time. Right. So part of that and part of what I'm doing, and obviously this is a learning experience for, for all of us, is to segment my micro goals based upon my objectives, whether that's in a time frame or whether that's an hour, or whether that's 30 minute segments of my day. And for that time frame, I'm going to work on 
one thing. Right now, I'm focused 100% on creating this content for this podcast. I'm not also working on a, on, a, on a branding logo. I'm not also communicating with somebody else on the side. I'm not on my phone text messaging. All of these are sub-distractions of the common thing that you're trying to do. Now, obviously, you could do these things at the same time, but are you really doing them well, right? Or could you do one of them great if you just spent all your time focusing on that one thing and putting all your efforts into that one task? So number four is to do one task at a time, right? Number five, now this one is something that if you don't know how to do it, you're going to have to learn how to do it. Creating a schedule, right? Part of this podcast, I've already kind of alluded to scheduling to a certain extent. I said, if you have one hour block of time, or if you have 30 minutes block of time, then you want to focus on one thing at a time. But in reality, the first thing people do when they get up is they, they may check email, right? Throughout the day, they may answer calls. If the call is not scheduled on a planner, send their ass to voicemail, okay? Take heed to what I'm saying. The more that you do this is the more that people are not only going to respect your time, but you're going to be able to respect and manage your time and be held more accountable for your activities that you're going to do within those blocks of time more effectively. If you have one hour to do something and you're interrupted by a phone call, an email, a text message, that hour is not truly an hour. That hour becomes 50 minutes, 45 minutes, 30 minutes. You know, forbid if you just decide to switch speeds in 25 minutes into your one hour of work to take 25 minutes to write an email back to a response. Well, shit, that's almost three quarters of your hour completely gone. There is no deep work in 15 minutes. There's no deep work in 30 minutes. You have to embody yourself in whatever you're doing for that period of time to execute and to get the achievement of the goals that you want to get. So if you don't have a scheduling platform, my recommendation would be for conference calls, virtual coffees, general conferencing from in clients, give them a link. Use Calendly, right? Or I use Book Like a Boss. Looks like a boss. I love it because there's multiple different assets to this platform. And obviously in the show notes, I'll put a link to that. But book like a boss will allow you to make multiple different blocks, an hour, 30 minutes, two hours, whatever it is. You can charge and you could not charge. And you could have people go directly to this link and find the time available. Okay. I get this question all the time since I switched to this model. Hey, I don't see that you have any time available today. Do you have any time available today? My response is my available time is listed on my calendar, my planner. Find the time that works for you based upon the time that's available for both parties. There's no reason to go back and forth. There's no negotiation on this. This is the hard, concrete situation. This is my available time. What time do you have that's available? You cross-analyze the, the two different informations. You find a time that works for you. You block it in, and I guarantee you I will be there. That's that. On to the next thing, right? So we're going to number six, which is creating lists and using lists wisely. So we talked about multiple different things so far. So number one, just to recap, do a short recap, we're talking about knowing your why. Number two, personal mission statement. Number three, micro goals. Number four, one task at a time. And that's hard as hell. One task at a time. Number five, 
creating a schedule and sticking to it. Ball to the wall, hold your ground with that. Number six is using a list wisely. So what does that mean, right? It doesn't mean that you need to itemize every aspect of every part of your day, but at least you need to have a scope of vision, a scope of work, or what are you going to execute that day? That's going to help you with your scheduling, right? So the first thing that I would do, I would look a day ahead. What's my schedule for tomorrow? Because again, I'm giving out this link and I'm telling people to plan things based upon my available time. I'm going to look at my list, see what podcast interviews I may have, see what client interviews I may have, what consultations I may have. And then I look at the difference of time, right? I may have an hour here. I may have 30 minutes there. I may have three hours here, whatever it may be. Those times in between those meetings that are just there laying around, I'm going to block those suckers. I'm going to block them. And then I'm going to take that and put it on my list. And I'm going to say, okay, you know what? Tomorrow between 10 and 11, I need to execute these things on my list. So you got to see how this accountability starts to work and how you start to form these different subsystems within the bigger system of achieving your goals. So creating a list not only holds you accountable to what you're going to execute, but it also helps you to develop your schedule of time. Today, for example, I did not want to do this video. I did not want to do this podcast. I have podcast schedule on, on time today. I didn't want to do those either. It, today was just a hard day for me. but. 10 o'clock this morning, I had a block set up to where I needed to record some content. And that content either needed to be a course video or it needed to be a podcast episode. So I gave myself two options. But I knew for a fact that one of these two things was going to happen within this hour. That was on my list. So again, I want to kind of go through my list. It doesn't have to be everything, but I want to make sure I, I'm checking things off my list. Again, I'm looking at micro goals to achieving the bigger goals. So again, I've checked off the item on my list. I'm attaching that to my micro goal and I'm also applying it to my schedule. Collectively, we're building a system, right? So next, right, going into number seven, and this is probably a big one for many of us. Procrastination is a bitch, but you have to know the signs of what procrastination looks like, okay? Procrastination could be in the form of, oh, I got a notification from Facebook. Procrastination number one, why the hell are you searching Facebook when you have goals in a list and you have a why that you need to move forward and achieve? So Facebook, Twitter, YouTube videos, TikTok dancing videos, anything that's dealing with social media that you kind of use as mental breaks are potentially forms of procrastination, right? Another thing is a form of procrastination. If you have the time, again, you're creating a system, you have the opportunity, you have the list item, and then you decide not to do it. For whatever reason, you may not be feeling good. Like, like today, I didn't feel like doing what the hell I'm doing right now. But I have to hold myself accountable to step into this seat and become S.A. Grant. I have to be the boss on Cage because I'm holding myself accountable. And you, as the viewer, are holding me accountable to deliver this information as well. So you want to kind of push past procrastination. You want to look for those signs. If you find yourself constantly picking up your phone, surfing the web, constantly picking up your phone, doing Facebook or looking at TikTok, constantly pick up your phone to play games, are you the type of person that runs to the bathroom to sit on the toilet bowl to play a game of Candy Crush? Come on. Let's get past the bullshit and let's move forward to getting to where you want to be. And part of that is breaking the habits of procrastination. Number seven, 
right? Number eight, and this one, I'm going to be very mindful and choice with my words when I state this, and I state it very clearly. You want to seek feedback, but you do not want to seek feedback from John, your third uncle that's drinking a beer sitting on the corner right now. You do not want to get feedback from someone that's working essentially a nine to five job that has zero entrepreneurial experience in whatever topic or goals that you're trying to achieve. What you do want to get feedback from goes into coaches, people that are like-minded, people that are in the same industry or are, are above where you want to be, where you're striving to be, right? You want to grow your, your inner circle of people. Because again, the byproduct of this circle should be larger than where you are right now. You don't want to be in an equally yoked circle. What would I look like if I'm in a circle of all equally yoked podcasters, all equally yoked mastermind people, all equally yoked? I want people with variable lists. I want people that are below me that I could help bring up. I want people that are above me that can help bring me up. And as they bring me up, I'm going to bring up who's below me up as well. It's a daisy chain effect. And we have to think about that as a community of entrepreneurs, as a community of marketers, as a community of communication people, we have to have our circles with overlap. We can't have all. Too much of one thing is not a good thing, right? So if I have a group of people that are all, let's say, multimillionaires and billionaires, and I'm at the bottom of the barrel, well, how long do you think I'm going to stay in that circle if I don't step my damn game up? Because for them, they want to be in a circle of like-minded people that are better than them, maybe one or two that's worse that they can help bring up. But part of bringing you up, they have to see the evolution. You have to evolve. You have to grow. You have to expand. You cannot sit at the bottom of the damn barrel and expect to get oxygen, to get air. You can't constantly keep swimming to the top and falling back to the bottom. Eventually, you got to swim to the top, get your ass in the boat, steal a plane, fly out of that sucker, get in the parachute, and soar to the next adventure. That's the way you move up in situations like that. Take advantage of those circles and give back to those circles. Be devoted to those circles. So, again, you want to get feedback. But you want to get feedback from the right people. Number nine, emphasize on your strengths and improve your weaknesses, which goes hand in hand with getting feedback from the right type of people. So if I know that one of my strengths is marketing or one of my strengths is branding and designing because I have a branding and designing background, right? Well, what's my weakness? Maybe sales is my weakness, right? Maybe even though I can communicate, maybe I can communicate better. So what am I going to do? I'm going to find people in my circle that are what? Great at sales. And then I'm going to work with them or I'm going to mimic them or I'm going to sit back and watch them. I'm going to ask them questions. I'm going to raise my hands. And then my sales is going to evolve because I'm taking from what they're doing and I'm adding to it. Then I'm going to give them back feedback, right? They may not understand branding as well as I do. So that's the push and pull of having the equally yoked and the staggered circles. So again, you want to figure out what your strengths are. Kind of goes back to creating a list. Create a simple list. Write down your five top strengths. On the other side of the list, write down your 10 worst. And be brutally honest with that shit. Nobody's going to read your list. There's no reason for you to fake the funk on this list. You have to be genuine with yourself. Where are you right now? Where do you want to be? And if you're not going to be transparent, where you're going to be is going to be a distant memory. 
is not going to become reality until you can become real with who the hell you are and what you're doing right now. So that list is very important. What's your strengths? What's your weaknesses? And then you start working on those weaknesses and make those weaknesses strength. It's just a matter of execution over a period of time. Number 10, everything I've been saying is collectively talking about value your time, right? So if you're in circles, you have to give time and people have to give you time and take time. And some of the time, sometimes that time costs money. So you have to value your time, right? Other people may want to suck your time, which goes back to holding your ground with your schedule. Just because someone else has a fire does not mean that you need to be the water hose to their fire. You could point them in the right direction on where to get a hose or to get a bucket of water, but it does not have to be your responsibility to take action when they have a dire need and request right then and there. Because first and foremost, you have to be in position to be able to help yourself first to be able to help others, right? So if you're talking about value time, value and time go together hand in hand. Value dollar signs or just value add in time. So being mindful of your time, being respectful of your time, and holding other people accountable to be respectful for your time. Prime example, I don't work on the weekends on like client projects. Like I'll work on my academy. I'll work on my podcast because these are long-term goals for a bigger picture, a bigger vision, right? If I'm working on clients projects, well, majority of the clients that you will be working on are, they may have nine to five, right? And they may wait until five o'clock to send you an email. Well, what happened to the hours before five o'clock? Why on a Friday at five o'clock are you sending me a message and expecting me to respond Friday after five o'clock before Monday? Again, you have to hold people accountable and respect your time as much as you're going to respect their time. Because I guarantee you that those people that are doing that, when Saturday comes around, you respond, they're not going to respond because they're probably out with their kids and their family, which is what you should be doing at that point in time, right? Again, respecting of the schedule, respecting of the list, respecting of your time, and make sure that your time has value associated to it, okay? I do this a lot of times. I'll give out a free one-hour consultation, right? In that one hour, I am going to pour my heart and my living soul into that consultation visit to make sure whoever I'm talking to, I'm not selling them on my service. I'm selling them on how they can achieve their goals, and I'm giving them insightful information, step-by-steps on how to do something, to move them forward, to open up their mind, right? It's kind of like smelling uh, something new for the first time, and it kind of opens up your, 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 your centuries. You kind of open up your eyes, you open up your nose, your taste buds, everything kind of expands. That's what I do in that first hour. After that first hour, I have to bill you. Because I am putting so much time and effort into these calls to deliver the information that's going to help you, at least I can do and you can do is value my time. And I expect you to do the same with your time as well. Number 11, and the final point is celebrating accomplishments, right? And milestones, reward yourself. Again, anyone that has known me in my history, I sucked ass at this right? I would get compliments all the time. And then I would respond with, yeah, it's okay, but I'm still blah, 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 blah. The hell with that. If someone is recognizing you for something that you may not even recognize yourself, 
the first thing that you need to say is thank you. Hold yourself accountable into respecting that that person went above and beyond to step into your circle and to communicate with you about something positive that you did that they're reflecting on. So the first thing that you need to say before you say anything else is thank you, period. There is no, oh, I'm also working on this. Oh, it's okay, but it can be better. Fuck all that. Be appreciative. Say thank you. And then hold them, hold a conversation with them. It's not about knocking yourself down when somebody just brought you up. So you have to be inspirational internally. You have to be grateful and you have to celebrate these accomplishments, whether they're small to you or not. And also part of that is your milestones. As you hit milestones and hit more and more milestones, you appreciate those milestones. Prime example, Boston Cage, we hit 10,000 downloads in, in 2021 earlier this year. It was like, I don't know, maybe 60 days ago, 30 days ago, whatever it was. And I reached out to everyone. I said, hey, guys, we have opportunity to cross over the 10,000 download mark. I would love for anybody to kind of share. If you're getting value from this podcast, share it out to your community. Let's hit this milestone together. Okay. Like I said, it was less than 30, less than 60 days ago. And now we're approaching the 25,000 mark. And I'm like, well, what did I do differently? Like, like, what did I change in my formula, right? One, I asked for help. Two, that help kind of reflected to my valuable time. I'm delivering value through this podcast. And as I asked my community of people to help, then they raised their hands and they started to help. They helped so well that we went from 10,000 to almost 25,000 in less than them 30 days. So I want you to think about that, like that multiplication factor. So the first year of the podcast, I wasn't really big on numbers. I was more so big on harnessing my craft, which I would advise that if you're a podcaster, your first year should be about honing in on your target audience, understanding your messaging, targeting your direct subject matter, and owning that craft. I mean, own it. I mean, close your eyes, be able to recite things, be able to know things, read body language, read temperament, chain pacing. All of that is core elements to podcasting. So that's what I did for the first year. So going into the second year, I was like, okay, let me just start looking at the numbers. You know, kind of where are we collectively? Like how many downloads do we get per per, per episode? And, 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 and where are we as far as being ranked and all, all this other information, right? And that's when I realized, okay, like we're doing okay, but there's obviously room for improvement. So by realizing that room for improvement, I created that as a list item. Then I made that into a micro goal. Then part of that micro goal, I went to my circle of people. Then I put it on my task to create content or create videos to do the ask, right? Then I, sometimes I was hit with hurdles and I was trying to procrastinate Then I overcame those procrastinations. Then I reached out to some key listeners that I know that listen to every single episode and I asked them for their general feedback. Hence why you guys are getting these new style of episodes because it was one of the feedbacks that I've gotten, right? Collectively, all the past 11 tips of what I'm telling you to do I've lived it myself, and the example is part of the Boston Cage brand and to where it was and to where it is right now. So I'm telling you this to say that if you are listening to this, I want you to recap these 11 steps, which is know your why, for one, create a, missional, a personal mission statement for two, micro goals for three, one task at a time for four, Create a schedule for five. Use a list wisely for six. Know the signs and overcome procrastination. Seek feedback 
emphasize on your strengths and improve your weaknesses, value your time, celebrate accomplishments and milestones. By doing this, not only are you gonna hold yourself extremely accountable, not only are you gonna hold your community of people that, that you're around on a regular basis and that you communicate with accountable, but the accountability will become a magnifying effect for your growth strategy. If this has helped you, I would love to get some feedback. I would love to get some insight. I would love to hear your point of views. I would love to see which one of these 11 resonates with you most. So I would ask you to go to bossuncaged.com slash FB group. Again, that's bossuncaged.com slash FB as in Facebook group. SA Grant, over and out. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Uncaged. I hope you got some helpful insight and clarity to the diverse approach on your journey to becoming an Uncaged Trailblazer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. If this podcast has helped you or you have any additional questions, reach out and let me know. Email me at ask at sagrant.com or drop me your thoughts via a call or text at 762 762- 233 boss that's 762-233-2677 i would love to hear from you remember to become a boss in cage you have to release your inner beast sa grant signing off listeners of boss in cage are invited to download a free copy of our host sa grant's insightful ebook become an uncaged trailblazer Learn how to release your primal success in 15 minutes a day. Download now at www.bossuncaged.com forward slash free book.